1: world of money and investing all i can think of is evan's probably going to finish my sentences for me (laughs) yeah um evan Ira, in here with me what's up guys
2: all right so it's um it's too cold to be outside paul (laughs)
1: because <laughs> you don't have anything better to do? <laughs> Is that basically what you're saying? not going for any motorcycle <laughs> rides right you're now. You're not going for any motorcycle <laughs> rides. You're like, I don't have anything better dude. Might as <laughs> well hang out
0: with Paul. We, ner- we nerds are like hobbits. We want to stay inside where it's warm and just enjoy a good meal.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Or a good radio show.
1: Or a radio show. I could take a hand. Uh, <laughs> so, um, there was... Oh shoot! I can't even figure out how to use your phone, Evan. You just take your phone back and and I'll and I'll do it from my memory. I think I'm pretty close. It's kind of like your Where'd phone. Where did I send ball? it to? It was sent to me, wasn't it? It was sent to me, and I You're didn't send it to study? you guys. Yeah.
2: Is I, that I, that cold study? Yeah. Why don't yeah. you tell us about that?
1: What so. Oh. <laughs> why do not you tell us? <laughs> <Good. laughs> Good lead in. <laughs> oh
0: gosh! Uh, so everybody, put your lane assist on in your yeah, vehicle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know this. This is uh, this is important because it, really it is, is like the most asked question, yeah, by far that I get every place. It's I got this friend of mine is putting all her money in gold or putting all and she's putting all her money in silver. She's putting you know, it's uh, I, I get this question all the time. And of course, you know, you kind of get tired of the same question, but you feel like you've got to address it because people are asking it still. So, uh, so what we did is, uh, I, I, I got to talking to the guys at the meeting this week and I said, hey, you know, I got this idea and I'm, you know, Brian, would you go and do some research on this? So Brian goes and does some research on it and really bang up research on it. Yeah. Um, but basically what I was looking for, it was I was looking for a period in history where gold had a good run. You know, it had a good run-up, and the reason it had a good run-up was because of fear. Yeah. And it just so happened <laughs> to be a period in time when a Democrat was in the presidency
2: well, you know, at the
1: start
0: of the period. <clears throat>
2: Well, I'm just thinking you're, well, be, you're beginning to sound like an insurance company picking a really good period to prove an equity index annuity. <laughs> and, and I was not. I, I
1: was looking for something that had nothing to do with what the performance was, right. but everything to do with people's attitudes. With the,
0: yeah, the malaise and all. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the the the
1: you know the concerns that people had at that point in time. So what we did is we just picked you know the, the Carter administration, late in the Carter administration, and. You know, it was basically when a period of time when gold was being talked about pretty significantly. Uh, matter of fact, it was the year before the article came out, the death of equities. You know, stocks are dead. You know, forget about it. This is Business Week talking, saying forget about it. It's dead. Don't bother with the stock market. It's just a waste of time. Uh, and people are investing in real estate. their gold and diamonds and futures and, you know, all of these other My things. dad was doing that. Really? At the okay. time Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people were. Uh, and so what happened is that we took the data and we said, okay, so what if I had put my money in gold and you know, took a million dollars is what basically Brian did, took a million dollars and said, what if I put a million dollars in gold, then he put a million dollars in silver and then he took a an interpolated 60-40 portfolio. So in other words, what the, what that is, what that means is that we have these uh, this group called GIPS, Global Investment Performance Standards, and they actually analyze the returns of clients in the portfolios that we use. And it's all academic. That's basically what I was convinced made sense is use academic research and investing and and then what they did is they actually looked at the actual client returns after expenses. Now, expenses used to be way higher than they are now. Expenses have come down significantly because it's less expensive to manage portfolio now. I mean, it's just a whole different deal. So now what happens is we're using data from not only when expenses were higher, but we're going, all, we're going way back. And then before that, since we didn't have the data prior to 1992, we actually had data on uh of the asset categories, you know, based on what the asset mixes would be and and went back to the year nineteen seventy-eight and then said, well, what if we took an income of a million dollars and we got a million dollars and we're gonna take a forty thousand dollar income and we're gonna increase it for inflation each year. What would happen had we done that? Yeah. Well, Evan, you may remember the number better than
0: I, I did even because I, you know, I was showing to you, but I um what was it like? I think gold ran out in 16 years, as I recall, and silver ran out in 13 years. Yeah. You were out of money. You were out of money.
2: Taking, Do you mean you were out of gold and silver? You were out of, yeah, well, yeah. yeah you, you, know, you, had, you basically
1: you, take your gold <laughs> and you turn it into dollars and spend it, and, and little by little you sell a little
0: <laughs> bit of gold each year. The chair. coffee can in the backyard had nothing in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so,
1: in, in 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 essence, you go and pull the money. You, you take the and this is ignoring
0: expenses. Well, I was thinking about that uh, this morning, actually okay. thinking about the study and what you had done. And I was we thinking, were
1: being very kind to gold and silver.
0: Well, we were, you know, because when you look at the the spreads on those things, you know, between the buy and the sell side of the market, you right. know, let, let's say gold's a thousand dollars an ounce, well, you can. Sell it for a thousand, but if you're going to buy it, it's a thousand thirty, you know, or something, or a thousand right. fifty, right? And so that's what people don't understand. like None There's of that, this like you're, none of these that study showed any kind of commission being paid on the sale of the gold and silver to, to fund the spending for that year. I or, bet it would have run out about a year or two sooner. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right.
2: Well, and, to put the to put the uh, the commissions into perspective, a, fr- a very dear friend of mine, last will actually seen him next week, is a jeweler. Okay, and he told me that when he's buying gold, you know, he's buying it. There's like an eight percent markdown, eight, and then about eight a 7, percent, and then a seven to eight percent. was just three. <laughs> a seven to eight percent commission when he, a markup. So he said there's about a 15 to 16% spread wow. between what he's buying it for and what he's selling it for.
1: That's way worse than real estate. <laughs> yeah. Or stocks. <laughs> well, no, I mean, stocks. I mean, stocks are pretty of much percent. nothing nowadays. <laughs> right. Well, you have so much trading in the stock market that, you know, the, the bid right. offer spreads have come so way, liquid. way down. Yeah. It's ridiculously low compared to what it used to be. Yep. You know, so yeah, and in bid offer spread, if you're wondering what that means, it's it's like when I use the example of NyQuil. I'm gonna go buy NyQuil and, and they mark it up when Kroger gets it, they mark it up and they sell it to you. And that, that would be the bid offer spread. So yeah, so so we, we looked at that and then we didn't look at I and mean, somebody was asking me this question yesterday, I think it was. Somebody was asking me about, well, gold, what what do you do with gold? And I says, Well, some people have to store it and they have to pay to store it too. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, you, if you're storing it or you'll have a mutual fund, you know, that owns gold. And, and then basically what they do is they have a management fee on that. So, um, so, yeah, that's ignoring all expenses. And we take a 60-40 portfolio. So if you're just joining us, it's, uh, you take a 4% distribution, $40,000 on a million-dollar portfolio of gold or silver, and you run out of money pretty quickly. I mean, thirteen, sixteen, or something—you know, yeah, somewhere, in, somewhere yeah. in that neighborhood. Whereas, if you had done this in a sixty-forty mix, and this is, like I was saying, audited returns, uh, client audited returns, and before that period of time, you basically have uh, estimated returns based on the asset categories held. You end up with an ending account value of sixteen point five million. Sixteen point five million. Now, oh,
2: is that shit. more than zero, so. Paul?
0: Say what is sixteen million more than zero, Paul? Just a bit,
2: <laughs> you know. Just a bit. I can live there, past. There are, there are, I can th- eat past Evan, nineteen th- ninety four. Th- you're are, saying,
1: Evan? There are three kinds of people when it comes to math: <laughs> people gonna do math and people that can't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, which one are we? Right. Um, yeah. Right. Isn't that um, crazy?
1: Yeah, that is crazy. It is crazy. No when you one
0: plans on a 13-year retirement. No, 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 no. And no. leaving nothing to the kids.
1: Well, so, you know, why is this? Well, it's a commodity. There is no cost of capital when it comes to gold or comes to silver. There, it goes up and down based on supply and demand, number one. Number two, you know, the thing that I often point out, because gold and silver and anything like that has its own function for its own demise, which is that if the price of gold or silver goes up so high, we are going
0: to mine for more of it, right? The extraction costs become sustainable.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm going to the bottom of the sea because I can afford to go to the bottom of the sea to get more gold or silver. Yeah. You know, so you look at that and go, okay, it doesn't make sense. But, uh, you know, anyway, that uh, I thought that was a fun study. And, you know, I have all kinds of ideas for a workshop on that. Um. I'm going to walk through, my my thought is to walk through, you know, the history of where we got the idea that gold and silver, you know, you have people that talk about, you know, in ancient times, we would maybe buy and sell things for, you know, gold and, and we might have coins that were gold and mm-hmm. that was used for that. And then I want to walk through why during the 1930s, we walked away from the gold standard, what was going on what was happening in the economy, the problems with it. Uh, walk it through, you know, even, um, you know, just the, the depressions and recessions and all of those types of things. And I added thoughts about walking through uh, just why it is that inflation, you know, how it works, You know, and just talk a little bit about different types of metals and different types of things that might have been used for Currency in the past. And, you know, just I think that'd be an interesting workshop. I'm I'm still working out in my head everything that I want to talk about regarding that. But that'll probably be some kind of a workshop that we do down the road uh, before too long. Uh, so uh, you guys see, did you guys well, notice that IBM has a new 401k strategy.
0: I missed that news, Paul.
1: Yeah, they have basically decided very interestingly to do away very controversially, with the matches on their four hundred one k's, and oh, so they're to, not like
0: going to some weird
1: plan. They're just getting rid of their match. Yeah, they're getting rid of the match, and they want to replace it with a pension. They want to go old school. Oh, a defined benefit, really? Because it will be way cheaper. Interesting. And you and they're they're really complaining about it for all the reasons that we have complained about annuities before. Oh, huh. <laughs> it's really it's interesting because they're they're really pitching
0: a fit regarding this because what is a pension? It's kind of like an annuity, right? Well, you know, if you think about it, when defined benefit or pension plans were created, the the social model was, you know, I graduate school or graduate high school. Mm-hmm. I go to work for a company for mm-hmm. forty years, yep, and I get the pension from that company. Well, when you have any kind of multiple, you know 1% a month or you know per year and all those kind of things that's a pretty decent pension and all that and mm-hmm. they have you know they have they have the death statistics on their side you know mortality pretty down pat right sure in today's society if you don't stay with an employer more than 3 or 4 years and they've got a defined benefit plan mm-hmm. you're likely going to end up with <laughs> Next to nothing as far as the company's input for that. And that's well, exactly what they're talking about here. Yeah.
2: Well, most companies, you have a five-year vest before you're entitled to any kind of pension. They're probably looking at the fact that the number of employees from, so let's say, 20 years ago has really shrunk. Uh-huh. So they don't, need, they don't have as many employees. Mm-hmm. And they are probably looking at the turnover of the employees and figuring out, you know what? Even if they're there five years, they may only have, you know, a 15 percent payout versus maybe a 40 percent payout of the average high five for somebody that stays for 30 years. And, and what they're
1: talking about in here is precisely that regarding the problem with this. You've got uh, they said they're replacing contribution with non-cash credits. In other words, IOUs. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> in a separate pension plan, did the government uh, consult on this plan by yeah, any chance? You know. <laughs> it could be. No, the government at least the has a Social cola. Security at least the government is has
0: a cola, Evan, giving advice to the IBM.
1: Board know, at least they have you know cost of living increase. <laughs> These credits will earn a low rate of interest. What I always talk about regarding annuities, you yeah, know, because people safety. talk about why it is we don't like annuities is because of the rate of return. These insurance companies are backing their investments with bonds. You basically are looking at not much. Of anything, uh, they'll earn a low rate of interest when the employee won't even see until they quit, retire, or get laid off. The employee will miss out on stock market participation, which is where you make the big bucks. Uh, and that uh, if you were in compliance, you would say potentially make the big. There bucks. you go. Uh, and uh, and oh, the maximum contribution an employee can get each year is slashed by 17% in value, and uh, they're gonna save a crud load of money by doing this. They're going to save a a tremendous amount of money. So I wonder if it'll end up being something that happens in the future. You may have to, yeah, yeah, because, you know, you look at these pensions and, you you know, it may have worked out for your parents because they didn't worry about very long life expectancies. Right. Number one, they stayed with an employer for a long period of time. You didn't jump Correct. from one employer to a next. Yeah. Uh, you could see why this would be very attractive to a corporation, but not so
0: attractive to a participant. So Well, and they were afraid to invest, as we've talked about in the past, you know, at various workshops and all. You know, they were scared out of the market. Mm. in the Depression era, and those were the people that worked for companies for 30 and 40 years, and they had just a natural, not natural. Uh, unnatural. An unnatural fear <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of equities because they yeah. had seen misbehavior, you know. Well, markets and, yeah, do what and, markets do. And but,
1: that's a good point, Evan. It's, it's a lot of times what we do is we hear stories about people getting bad returns in stock markets historically, and it isn't because of bad returns in stock markets so much as it is – simply right. bad behavior yeah exactly. and how they approach it
2: but you yeah. know another thing as I'm thinking about this <clears throat> the money that goes into the pension let's say you're, you know 24 you go to work for the company you're there for four you know, let's say five years so you fully invest mm-hmm. in the plan so you're entitled to a benefit mm-hmm. if the money's in a four, in a you know, let's say the company is doing a safe harbor plan mm-hmm. and they're required to put in the 3% for everybody mm-hmm. into the 401k. Mm-hmm. At the end of five years, you just take that money, you walk away. Right. With the money in the pension plan. You're well, told- you're
1: talking about a safe harbor plan. You don't even have to wait that long. You don't wait at all. You know, because you're you're
2: vested immediately. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, but okay. That money is out away oh, from
1: oh, 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 okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. From
2: the, the company. Right, right, right. So now in the pension plan, that money's gonna stay in your company. Let's say you know, twenty four. Twenty four you know, they started twenty five, you're there for thirty, you're right. not getting any money for the next thirty five years. Right. But that money in the plan that they're putting in mm-hmm. is gonna grow, mm-hmm. but the money that for the employee is not gonna be such a great benefit right yeah and and
1: i think that that's the issue if you have people moving from job to job and which is what people do that's where the issue comes in thanks for tuning in to the investor coaching podcast Now, you may be one of these people that's been listening and realizing wow, investing, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye, and financial planning, tax laws constantly changing, and recognizing that maybe you might need some help in this area, but you don't want just anybody to help you out. So we have 10 offices in the Middle Tennessee area, and everything that we do is fee-only. We align our interests with your interests. So you can get an initial 15-minute phone call with any one of our offices just by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. That's it. Every one of the offices is run by somebody with 20-plus years' experience. They're all degree planners. They all have academic backgrounds in investing. And you can get the help that you need. So if you want to set up a complimentary phone consultation, just go to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Guys, I sent this to you because I just... I thought this is sneaky, sneaky stuff. Yes. Uh, So you probably you know you hear me talk about from time to time here that one of the things that i like putting on our website are little workshops that you can go to whenever you want to go and you can learn about topics that sometimes you'll see in libraries you will see taught at restaurants you'll see taught at universities or whatever and the topics are things that people want to know about. They want to know about how Social Security works. They want to know how Medicare works. They want to know these you know, tax things and, and things like that. So what I do is I just go, you know what? Here's what we're going to do is we're going to put them up on our website. And if you just want to go watch these videos on these things to learn about this stuff, you can go, but you don't have to sit through a presentation on an annuity or some other investment vehicle that you shouldn't be buying you don't have to sit through anything like that you just go learn about this stuff and uh and and you know that's one of the things that i that bugs me is that so often that's what people are doing they're going to these workshops and they think hey yeah i do want to learn about that and they're sneaky now you know they're going and renting university classrooms to make it sound like it is at a university level or It makes it look good. Or they're going to the local library, which is, you know, you think of studious people. They're going to spend their time in a library. Well, now I get this thing, maximizing social security. And they got adult financial education services. And it's important, 2023 changes. And I'm like going, oh, boy, what's this going to be? And, you know, class sizes and seating limited to ensure your safety.
0: What (laughs) on earth? (laughs) I enjoyed that conversation online. I mean, that was hilarious. I mean, it was classroom size limited for your safety in case terrorists are targeting Social Security workshops now.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure what to think of that. Uh, but you know, that was uh, that was one thing. And then, um, and then, you know, they have in there. They they have this little thing about how how it works. And, and what these what this is are, it's a non profit. And it's a non profit, and you think, well, nonprofit means they don't make any money.
2: Well, not not technically. The library doesn't make money.
1: Well, you think about it. When you have a nonprofit, what do you have working for that nonprofit? Employees that
2: volunteer? No. <laughs>
1: No, they get a paycheck, you know, so, you know, you get a paycheck and you make money, but you don't have to call it profit because you don't own an entity. And it's just a little bit, yeah, it's just a little bit misleading. Uh, but then you have these different companies that need to go, well, who's going to be teaching this workshop at your local friendly university? And it is going to be, you know, Ira, Evan, either one of you guys that have the the thing that I have there. What does it say? What it, if? What was the first page? I, you know, I forgot what the first page said. You guys have that I don't. Uh, it's benefit but, of not not having my phone with me.
0: Yeah, sorry. Or do
1: you want me to read it?
0: I'll, I'll hand it to you. I All just right. I wasn't sure what you were trying to do.
1: <laughs> well, I just want to walk through what this thing what this thing is. Our
2: courses are taught by instructors who are active participants. In the financial service industry.
1: So this means, by definition, investment salespeople. Uh, you know, I guess they could be fee-only advisors, but, you know, I just don't, I I just hold out my doubts that that's what it is. And, you know, they're holding it at a university. They're saying for many American Social Security, it's, it's this thing that, you know, that, that they don't really understand. They don't know what to, um, you know, they don't know what to make of it. And that's true. A lot of people have confusion regarding it. But in essence, what we're going to do is we're going to put together this workshop and in there they say, you know, our process differs markedly from the typical Wall Street approach to financial planning because it considers all available options rather than just the narrow band, which is traditionally touted by Wall Street and its representatives. I don't know what that means exactly. But they're all taught by instructors who are active participants in the financial services industry. And this says, our instructors instructors do not advocate shortcuts or secrets to wealth or investment gains. But here's where, this is why I have my great doubts about this. They Rather, a a conservative approach that fosters predictability, Mm -hmm. stability, and availability to match the current and future needs of the individual, which screams... Annuity, 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 annuity. (laughs) I mean, what is something that I don't have to, what most people call conservative. Right. You might call gold or silver conservative based on that last conversation we just had. And you ran out of money. Right. If you go and stick all your money in in CDs or treasury bills, you can be conservative all the way until you run out of money. And then you don't necessarily look terribly conservative,
0: in my humble opinion. Yep. Yep. When you run yourself into the ground, Evan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, thinking about that, I most, uh, once you hit 55, you start getting a lot of those things in the mail. Uh, but Facebook is where I get a lot of my ads Mm -hmm. and this one came up, but it's along the same vein, especially on uh, talking about the other stuff, protect your savings Mm -hmm. using this tax loophole. So of course all that gets attention, you know, Oh, loophole. Are you trapped in a cycle of limited retirement investments dictated by Wall Street and banks? Don't let fear hold you back any longer. Now, listen to this and see if you can guess what they're talking about. This secret IRS code unveils a massive hidden perk in all red typeface. Okay. It's so simple it could save you thousands. It grows your retirement account tax deferred. Okay. Here's the interesting thing. If you look at this secret. on the on the footnote, okay. Do you want to guess first or not? Well,
1: annuities would be tax would, deferred and would be secret. That's where life was life
0: insurance is often talked about in that. term. It is. Well, here's this tax loophole. Uh huh. And in the footnote, once you give them your email and phone number, huh. I've read the privacy terms and authorize Allegiance Gold or someone acting on their behalf to contact me, including by text message, ringless voicemail, or on a recorded line, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So here this secret tax-deferred loophole is buying gold in an IRA, uh-huh. you know, and they act like this is a brand new thing and or makes good sense, you know. <laughs> or like, or oh that it's a good go- thing yeah. to do with your IRA. I mean, it's just great. I, mean, I have this secret loophole I can run out of money in 16 years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> um, yeah. Wonderful. I think there are better loopholes out there, but
2: yeah. <laughs> who,
0: who knew? So- IRAs are a loophole.
2: I had one of, um, a colleague that uh-huh. lives in Ohio uh, send me a text message. Okay. <clears throat> Annuities have come come a long way. Example, such and such company has a five-year product. Mm-hmm. Zero fees- I asked them when this particular company became a philanthropic organization instead of an insurance company.
1: (laughs) Zero fees. Only
2: a 3% commission. Uh Uh-huh. Annual cap of 11% per year with 100% participation in the S&P 500. Mm Mm-hmm. 11% cap is guaranteed not to be reduced over five years. So here we can say, well, it's conservative. I can use the word guarantee in it. Mm -hmm. Predictability, well, I can get 11%. If the market goes down, the worst I get is zero. Mm -hmm. Um, Only issue is you only have access to 10% penalty free each year. Great bond alternative, he writes. So... I basically tell us about surrender fees. What if you need more than that? You know, know, the product is not going to pay 11% uh, over the five-year period. It's a five-year point-to-point, meaning if you get it January 1st of 2000, December 31st of 2004 was the full five-year period. Mm -hmm. It's a five-year point-to-point? Or annual point-to-point. Okay. But you're going to... You know, if it's up 14, you're only going to get 11. If it's up 28, you're only going to get 11. If it's down up three, you get three. So these things. But it, if it's down,
1: here's the the important thing. What happens mm-hmm. if it goes down and it goes down 20, you had, you know, we had, uh, let's say you had a 30% return. Mm-hmm. You get 11. Right. And the markets do that mm-hmm. from time to time. And then it goes up 20%, you know, you're going to get 11. So you go, well, That I'll I'll, I'll take that. Well, if you think about it, what happens is you go up that much; it can go down that much and take away all your upside uh-huh. because the downside is not limited. No, usually not. You know, what? so yeah, it's it, That's the way they work. They don't they don't limit huh. the downside; they limit the upside, and that's where the, that's where they get you.
2: So I brought up these things. She said, "What's I, that,
0: Evan? You're you're nodding no on an annual point to point that value would reset." Right. So, if the market dropped the next year, they'd get zero. They right. wouldn't see a reduction in their value. Right. Where you get all the monthly, the monthly they do the that. The monthly, the yes, monthly totally. they do that. Okay. Yep. The
1: annual Just that they that don't up. do yep. that. Right. Correct. Okay. So wait a second. So if you get zero,
2: yep. Then, well, then you have a five and a half percent return a two years. Right. Right. But if you're up twenty-eight and in year three, you only get eleven. Okay. You know, so long term, long term, the S and P has outproduced these things.
1: Right. Well, I, well, the the research that I've seen, you go thirty years and you have returns that are the same as bonds. We got to take a break. Uh, let's let's do that. Listening to the Investor Coaching Show. Yeah. See, so obviously, Paul has never sold these things because never believed in any of them. And now I know, you know, that I didn't realize that those five year. I've never even seen a five year. I haven't either. So that's interesting that that even existed. So that's why. Okay. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do? Go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there. And if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors and confident investors are more successful investors have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.